So I'll tell you the truth. You know, whenever a person has the schluss to speak in front of Yidin, that's already a chash of a thing. Kalvachoymer, a room full of Yireim Mushleimim from a Yidin. Kalvachoymer, Ben Benoishel Kalvachoymer, at an auspicious time of Matzai Shabbos, Mother Malka. All the more so when it's also a Suda that's being Makasha ourselves to the Tzaddik of Nasan. And all the more so for Yidin that are already Makosha to the Tzaddik. So this is an unbelievable Schloss. So, listen. Like Rav Nachman and Rav Nassim taught, the Iker is that one's Tyrus should become Tfilas. So everything we're going to share, you know, listen, I, I can't claim you. I'm in a room full of Tamid Echachamim. So to claim that I'm going to say something that you don't know, I'm not going to have the audacity to do that. But by Chesidim, we just come together and we talk about this Hashem. We talk about this Hashem. It's better? So that's what we'll do. Let's talk about this Hashem. As Hashem, we should be chazik each other. And it should be a schos. should be a tefillah that we should be zaychet to, to be miskasher more and more and deeper and deeper into Yiddishkeit and to ourselves. So listen, there's a klal by, by the Baal Shem. There's a klal in Tarsachsidis that everything in the world is a hayra. Everything in the world is teaching us something about how to become better Yidin, how to become closer to the Bari Oil. So there's a phenomenon that the yard side of Rav Nassim is on a Sarbatavis. So listen, Bahadi Kishler, Achman Alamalach, we're not Nevi'im uh, to know why the Rabbanu Shalom fears the belt in a certain way. But Tari Velimudan Utsrichim. So we have to figure out what is the Hayra for us? What does that tell us in our Badis Hashem? What can we learn from that? The fact that Bashkah brought this from Nasan's yard site, this Takana Sarvatevis. So it's like this. The way to go about doing it, let's go through the, the doorway of the parasha. So you know, it's a cloud. we know that all the tzaddikim that we read about in the parasha, is the shvat and the shifteka, these, these were not just some people, as we know. They aren't just people that once upon a time lived, and Mimela, we read about their stories, and we can learn things from them. Yosef HaTzadik wasn't just a person, Yosef HaTzadik is a bechin of the nefesh. Every single Jew is called She'eris Yosef. Every single one of us is a part of our neshama, which is called Yosef HaTzadik. There's a Mashiach ben Yosef, which is a major ingredient in Ishmael's Yisrael. And Yehuda, on the other hand, is also not just a Yid, a Tzadik, that once upon a time lived, that we learn from. Yehuda is a Bechina, there's a, that's, that quality that's called Yehuda, that's called Mashiach ben David, is also a component in every single Neshama. We're called Yehuda, we're called Yidin, from the name of Yehuda. <clears throat> Therefore, just as in this week's parasha, parasha Vayigash, what we saw was that when Yehuda and Yosef come together, when there's a yichud between Yosef and Yehuda, that brought Gula, that brought redemption to Klai Yisrael at the time. They were in an Eitzitzara, they were in a Matzav of Golas. Again, it was a funny Golas. It turned out it wasn't a Golas, in fact. But the Gula that they had to experience was something that came through the yichud of Yosef and Yehuda. If that's true, in the Parshas V'higash, then that's true for us as well. Which means that the secret of Geula, B'chlal for Klal Yisrael, and B'frat for each and every one of us, like the Rav before is talking about Geula, Geula must mean when these two parts of the Nefesh, that's called Yosef, and it's called Yehud, the Meshach ben Yosef, and Meshach ben David, when they become united. That is Geula. 
That is Gula, that was Gula for Klal Yisrael at that time of Parshas Vigash. That is Gula for Klal Yisrael Bechlal. And that is the Gula Sanefesh for each Jew Bifrat from whatever Golas you find yourself in. So this is what we have to figure out. What does that mean in Avodis Hashem, this Indian of the Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda? What does Yehuda mean in the Nefesh? What does Yosef mean in the Nefesh? And what does it mean when they come together? <coughs> now the truth is, everyone also knows, I'm sure everyone in the room knows this for sure, the famous letter from the Baal Shem Tev, that he wrote to his brother in law Gershon Kittiver, when he had an Elias Neshama and he met and he went to the Hechel of Mashiach and he asked Mashiach, Hey Kosimar, when is Gula taking place? When is Mashiach coming? And so Mashiach answered famously, when Tarsachsidis spreads forth. So, in other words, if Gula means a Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda, and Gula also means the spreading of Tarsachsidis, so it must mean that Tarsachsidis is a Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda. That's what Gula is. So what does that tell us about Tarsachsidis? And Befrat, what does it tell us about the Torah of Rabbi Nachman? Again, not that we have a Hasaga, but like I said, everything is Lahiris, everything is coming to teach us something in Avaidah. We know of all Tarsachsidis, all the Chatseris, all the Bati Medrash, all the Sormaktaish, all the Tzadikim, they're all Tzadikiyamas, and they all come from Raya Echad. And they all bring us back to Hashem Echad. But Befrat, Befrat, the Torah of Rabbi Nachman is Nachad Avema Karchachma. Of all, of all Tamid Baal Shem, of all the Tzaddikim from that Heichel of the Baal Shem Tev, there's something unique about Rabbi Nachman. I don't have to convince any of you of that. And so what is it about Tarsachsidis and Befrat Tars Rabbi Nachman, and as it's expressed through Rab Nosan, that is this inning of Yosef Yudah being Misyachid. And how is that Kaula? What does it tell us about Golas? Okay, so it's like this. <clears throat> Who is Yosef Atzadik in the Nefesh? So there's, this, there's sort of a theme that we find throughout the life of Yosef Tzadik. It was what gave him problems in his youth. But this is this seems to be this is his Indian, which is that the Indian of Yosef Tzadik is about trying to articulate, trying to express, trying to reveal, to take something that was until that point unknown and to make it known. So, for example, this is what led him to have uh, issues with the Shvatim. That Yosef was heavy, he saw by the Shvatim they were doing something, and obviously it was, uh, it was something private. But Yosef, the Pasik says, that Yosef said on his Madregal Ashanara about the Shvatim. You see, right away from the beginning, the Indian of Yosef Tzadik is the Indian of Gilui. Of Gilui. In the Sumrak Toshim, it's well known that Yosef, where, where Yosef comes from, is connected to that. Madrega, that Bechina, that universe that's called Almedes Galia. Almedes Galia doesn't just mean a revealed world, it means that a Neshama that's coming from that place of Almedes Galia, their mission, their focus, their, what gives them a sense of Sipa Kenefesh is to reveal, is to reveal. Yisra Tzaddik has dreams and he's, he's compelled, he cannot keep it to himself. He needs to reveal it. He's the one that's Poyser Chalaymas, he interprets dreams. Anything that's unknown that's behind the wall that's not visible, Yosef comes to make it visible. Yosef means Almedes Galia. Yosef HaTzadik means making everything in Almedes Galia. Even when it's the biggest seeker in the world, which is that he's Yosef, 
עד כדי כך, אצלו יוכל יוסף לספק, וצדיק, וגיבור, וכבש יצרי, he can't hold back that secret. The whole inning of יוסף וצדיק is to make something understood. The כוייך הדיבור, to be able to articulate, to take something that is complicated, hard, distant, abstract, aside, and to make it revealed. That's Yosef. What's Yehuda? If Yosef HaTzadik is Alma Dezgali, is the revealed world where everything is open and right in front of you and obvious and clear, the Indian of Yehuda is the exact opposite. Everyone knows that Davra Melech was uh, the fourth regal of the Merkava. Yehuda is the fourth of the Shvatim. Davra Melech is the embodiment of what? Of the Tamsis of Shevet Yehuda. Davra Melech said about himself, Evan Moas Abaynim is Hoist the Rosh Pina. Davra Melech, as everyone knows the story in Sefer Shmuel, right? That Shmuel Anavi is sent by the Rabbi Nishlam to Yishai to anoint one of his sons. And he goes from son to son. It's not this one, it's not that one, the Rabbi Nishlam says, until finally they're all gone. And Shmuel says to Yishai, any other son? Yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a son, he's with the sheep. Davin Malkin Meshicha wasn't even a Havamina. It wasn't even a Havamina by Yishai, who's one of the biggest Siddiquim to ever live, never sinned. It wasn't even a Hava Amina that there's anything deep to David HaMelech. Evan Moas HaBoynim is Hais L'Reish Bina. If Yosef HaTzadik means to make everything out in the open and revealed, Yehuda and David HaMelech means so concealed and so biskasya, so hidden, so secretive, that you're not even aware of the secret. That you're not even aware of the secret. Evan Moas HaBoynim Hais L'Reish Bina. Chas if a person learns Chumash without any Shemetz, without any taste of Tarsha Baal then when you read these stories of Yehuda, it's not so Pasha. It's not so Pasha. So Yehuda is not only a lack of being revealed. Yehuda's Indian is not only that he's not articulating in Yonim clearly. But the whole Kedush that's Yehuda, the Indian of Yehuda is something that's so secretive that you're not even aware of its existence. It's Bechlal under the radar. So Yosef HaTzadik means Alma Dezgal. Yosef HaTzadik means everything out in the open, right in front of you. Munachas Beker and Zavis. It's right there. Right there. Two-dimensional right there. Yehuda means such a sight, such a secret, that it's Bechlal unknown to everyone, that, it's even, that, that it even exists. What does it mean, a Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda? A Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda is... is, is is the secret of the following Pasuk, Soyed Havaya Lireyev, Soyed Hashem Lireyev. Yosef HaTzadik said about himself, Esol Akim Ani Yirei. What does it mean, Soyed Hashem Lireyev? What does it mean, connecting Yosef and Yehuda? So I'll share with you a Torah, we have this, this is from, you know, today was the yard side of the Yishbitz, or the Mea Shilayach. So there's a Torah there, that Ritzadik, his great Talmud, his great Chassid, Ritzadik writes in Sefer Lekutim Amorim, the following Torah in the name of the Yishbitz, Shemati, the Said, when we talk about a secret, so he says, Said ain't nikr Says Rav Tzaddik, in the name of the Yishbitzer, if you have an idea that is maybe difficult, abstract, difficult to understand, but it can be explained, it can be presented, there are words in whatever the language might be that can convey the idea, even if it's difficult and only a few people understand it. That's not called sight. That's not called sight. Meseches Yivomis is difficult. Meseches Yivomis is hard for, uh, you know, for a 10-year-old kid. But no one would say that Yivomis is Sisri Torah. Why? Because it's hard. 
Some people have it, some people don't. That's not a side. What's the definition of a side? Said the Israelites, the definition of a side is something that even with all the articulation in the world, it cannot be fully revealed. It always remains a secret. So said the Israelites, so what does it mean, Gilui side? What does it mean to talk about and to teach and to learn Sisrei Tyra? Said the Israelites, so the secret of Gilui side of Sisrei Tyra is to be able to have the, the kayach, the ability, and to find the way to find the words that somehow create an environment in which the side, this secret, is able to become known. But not known to the point of where it's no longer a side. Where you are absolutely aware of the fact that there's something mysterious. You see, Yehuda means a side that you're not even aware of. Because that's, that's how mysterious it is. That you don't even know it exists. Like David Melch being left out you know, from the, from, the, from, the, uh, from the contest of who's going to become a king. Because the sight of David Melch by himself, the sight of Yudah, is such a sight that you're not even aware of its sightius. And then Mitzat Shani, you have Yosef Tzadik. Yosef Tzadik on his own, it's all nigla. It's all exactly what it is. Das is das. It's a line of Gemara. It's a Vasim and Chumash. It's a Rashi. Das is das. It's exactly what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. And Yosef Tzadik is unbelievably good at articulating, and he can take the most complicated Sogim Yivomis and teach it to anyone. It's Gavaldik. But what does it mean, Soyed Hashem Lireyev? When you have Yosef and Yehuda coming together, you have a new Metzias, which is Yosef Tzadik articulating and conveying to the world that there is a Soyed. That there is a Soyed. He's not saying what the Soyed is, nor can he, nor should he. Because once you are able to pinpoint and to identify what the secret is, it's no longer a secret. And Sayyid has to be Sayyid. But the secret of Yichud, of Yosef and Yehuda, the Kayach, when Yosef comes to be a mouthpiece for Yehuda, is that Yosef finds the way to communicate to the world that there is a Dover Nelam, there's something hidden. There's something beyond. There's something behind the surface to your life. There's something behind the surface of who you are. There's something behind the surface of that Rashi. There's something behind the surface of that Taisus. There's something behind the surface of that business transaction. There's something behind the surface of your own existence. And you can't know what it is, but you can be aware of the fact that there's a Sharish Hanelam. There is a side behind it. And the awareness of the fact that there is a side, that changes a person's life. The Ishbitzer writes the following thing. The Hargoshas Ha'ar Belev. A side when it's revealed, but it still remains a side, is a Hergish Shebelev. It's, it's an experience. It's not something that can be expressed with words. Words can carve a space in the listener to allow that experience to be manifest, to allow those waters of secret to rise to the surface. There are words that are meant to convey ideas, and then there are words that are meant to make space for ideas that cannot be said. There are, there's a Torah that's written with, with ink on parchment. Those are words that convey ideas. That's Yosef without Yehuda. And then there's the Luchais, which are taking out of the Luchais, taking rock away to allow words to emerge that cannot be said. That's Yosef functioning as a mouthpiece for Yehuda. It's a Hargosh HaShabalev. 
writes the Ishvitzer. It's Yev Shirkla Lahatim Ulahazvir Lachaveroi. And these are things that cannot be said. If the person doesn't have a heart to hear it, if a person, if, if, if the Yosef HaTzadik is not functioning properly, then the Soyed remains a Soyed, it cannot be experienced. Rak, Dvarm This is what it means, words that come out of the heart, enter the heart. Those words that come out of the heart obviously have to go through the mouth. But they are not becoming taken over by the mouth. The words that are said by the mouth are still remaining true to their original mission, which is to convey an experience of the heart, to allow the listener's heart to become opened. It's truly a communication of lev lev to lev through words. This is what it means, Yosef becoming one with Yehuda. Said Hashem li The Esalakim Aniyarei is able to give over Said where it still remains a Said. You know, I'll tell you something interesting. You know, if you take a look at Parashas Miketz, when Yosef HaTzadik was taken out of the pit and he's given a position of authority, basically he becomes the Melech for all practical purposes. So it says in Pasuk, what was the symbol of him becoming the Melech? So it says in Pasuk, V'yasem revid hazov al tzavaroi. That he was given a necklace of gold on his neck. It's a strange thing. So Rishonim say, and it's historically, we don't need the historians to back it up, but it is backed up by historians, that there was a Chiddush by Mitzrayim. Something was unique to Egypt is that the kings in Egypt, the symbol of their malchus was not a crown on the head. The symbol of their malchus was a necklace on the neck. And the truth is, this inning of Yosef HaTzadik and Mitzrayim being connected to the neck is something that we find many, many places. So, for example, in the parasha, when Yosef and Binyamin are able to talk openly with each other, and they finally meet, embrace, and they cry, it says in Pasuk, what we all know, they cry on each other's neck. Why? So Rashi brings down from Chazal, because the Beis HaMikdash, the Batei Mikdash, the Mishkan and Batei Mikdash, are called the neck of the world, the neck of the Jewish people, and they're crying over the Churban Batei Mikdash and Mishkan, which were in the Chalik of Binyamin, respectively, Binyamin and Yosef. <clears throat> so this Indian of Beis HaMikdash and Yosef HaTzadig being connected to the neck, in a, in a certain sense, all of Golas Mitzrayim is revolving around being Mesakein, this Indian of neck. Everyone knows that the Svarmak Lashem talk about this a lot, that the word Paroi, who's holding us in Mitzrayim, is the same letters as Ha'orif, the back of the neck. All of, Mitzr- all of Pesach, which is Gulas Mitzrayim, is being able to speak the Kaychadibur, which comes from the Tzavor, comes from the neck. So the whole Indian of Mitzrayim is to be mevar this Nikud of neck, and that's what Golas Mitzrayim begins and ends, revolving around Yosef Tzadik. When Yosef is forgotten, Golas sets in. Yosef is remembered, there's Gula, Pocket Pekadati. It's all revolving around the neck. So the Malchus of Yosef Tzadik is the Malchus of the neck. Whereas Yehuda, for example, the Rambam in Ilchus Malachim talks about this a number of times in Chazal, we find this as well, but the Rambam is Madgish this, that the Malchus of Dovra Melech, he zacha bekeser Malchus. That's the language of Chazal, language of the Rambam. He zacha bekeser Malchus. The Malchus of Yosef Tzadik is symbolized by the neck, whereas the Malchus of Dovra Melech is the head that wears the crown. What's the function of a neck? You know what the function of a neck is? The function of a neck is to let the body know that there's something hovering above you. There's something there. What is it that's hovering above you? I'm not letting you know. The head, which is hovering above, which is the secret, is not touching the body. 
The neck doesn't allow that. Because once the head touches the body, it's no longer a secret. What the neck does, it keeps the head off of the body, but creates that attachment to let the body know that there's, such, there's something above you that's controlling you, that's compelling you, that is the secret of your life. What it is, I'm not able to say, but that much I will tell you that there's a sight. This is the yichud, that's the malchus of Yosef HaTzadik being the neck to the head that, which, that is Yehuda. This is what the Beis HaMikdash is. What is the Beis HaMikdash? The Beis HaMikdash isn't just a place that we, would, that we would visit three times a year. This wasn't just a place we bring karbanas. The Beis HaMikdash was a place of Gilu Yisait. It was a place where the whole world was, was, was able to pick up on the fact that there's something else at play over here. There's something deeper at play in the Bria. There's a Soit Nelam. This is exactly what Taras of Al-Sham is about. What is Taras Chassidus? So listen, I don't know if you can tell. So I, you know, I'm speaking English right now, and I, and I look like a Litvak. That's, what, you know, that's how I was raised. That's probably still who I am. And so if you ask me from years ago, where you ask, uh, you know, what's Taras Chassidus? I've heard of a Chassidish of art. So maybe Chassidus is like a certain style of like messing up a Pasuk. Is that what it is? Maybe it's like not being makbid on Zmanim or being super makbid on Kashras. I don't know. What does it mean to be a chassid? Chassidus is Gilu Yisoyed. Chassidus is Yichud Yosef in Yehuda. Chassidus is trying to give over something that cannot be given over. Trying to say what cannot be said. Trying to articulate what cannot be articulated. Somehow Yoytzim in Aleif Nechnasim Aleif. So you find... So the Nebim Lech will find a way in the Pasuk to get over the R that he's trying to give over. It's not about the Vart. He's finding ways, he's finding Kalim, Kalim Shainim to allow the light of Elokus to become apparent to you. And anyone that's touched by the, by the coattails of the Baal Shem Tev knows that you won't be able to articulate what happened to you when that touch takes place. But you can say that it's not the same. That it's no longer the same. You're no longer the same. You know, it's an amazing thing. There's, there's one of the favorite words of all of Pneumia Satira to use in Sefer Chassidus, Befrat, is what word? Bechina. Bechina. Bechina, Bechina, Bechina. What does Bechina mean? Not sure. Something like? There's only one Sefer that I'm aware of that's dictate, that's like, that's, 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 that's uh, obsessed with the word Bechina. That's a good Maran. Everyone knows. A good Maran, every other word is Bechin. What's this Indian? It costs a lot of money to print Svarim. Cut short the word Bechina. Say what, you, say what the point is. You know what Bechina means? Bechina means something like. Something like. Pinimi Satar can't tell you what it is. They can't tell you what it is. Because once you tell you what it is, it's not Said. That's not Pinimi Satar. That's not a Lukus. The Rabbanu Shalom, by his very definition, Kiviachal is unknown. And once you think you're typhusim, it's not a lakus. It has to be a bechinah. Of all, of all Taras of Hashem, of all Tamid of Hashem, the one that is giving over a lakus in, in the most clear way that remains completely unclear, as we all know, is Taras Rabbeinu. No one knows what Lakut Imran is about. You could say over, but no one knows what it's about. And that's exactly the point. Because it's an experience of sight. And it took a Talmud, it took a Chassid, like Rav Nassim, like the Rav mentioned before, who was completely a bottle, who himself was nothing more than just a Bechina. 
So it takes a kli like that in order to give over something that cannot be said. The greatest secret of all this is why Rav not Rav, you know, for example, why is it that in Lakuti Halachas and Lakuti Maran there's so much chazkas? No such thing as Yish. Why not? <laughs> why not? Tell me, don't be miyayish. There's no such thing as Yish. Chizek, chizek, chizek. It's more than it's, uh, it's a bumper sticker. Is it more than that? You know what the greatest chizek is? There's a pasuk in, 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 in there's a pasuk in Sefer Malachi. What is the greatest sight? What is the greatest secret that cannot be said but needs to be conveyed? That needs to be experienced. What is the greatest secret? Uh, the greatest secret is Nishmas Yisrael. That's the greatest secret of all. It's such a sight, kviyachal, kviyachal, that even the Bari Oilam can't articulate it. Kviyachal. There's a pasuk in. I'm not making that up. There's a pasuk in Sefer Malachi. The pasuk says. That the Rabbanu Shalom asks the Kasha. The Rabbanu Shalom says, The Rabbanu Shalom says, You're going to ask me a Shaila, says the Rabbanu Shalom. Why do I love you so much? Why do I love Yidin? They're brothers. Sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. So why do I love Yaakov so much? So you're looking for the Teretz. So what's the Teretz? So Rabbanu Shalom gives the Teretz. I love Yaakov, I hate Esau. Said the Israelites, you know what the Territ says? Rabbi Shem saying, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Rabbi Shem says, I can't explain it. So they see Akasha. So what is the use of this Pasuk? <laughs> the Pasuk raises a question and doesn't answer it. What's the Tachlis of that? I started off before I read the Pasuk, I'm not sure why God loves me. And after I read the Pasuk, I still don't know. And I'm even more frustrated because God himself doesn't tell me why. Said the Yishvitzer, says Rav Tzadik, you know what that means? This Pasuk is conveying this Mitzvah. It's the Rav Hashem can't tell you why he loves you. In the language of Rav Tzadik Akayim, he says, This is the root of Ahavas Hashem towards the Jewish people. The Rav Hashem loves us. It's rooted in a place that's absolutely side. It cannot be conveyed. Once it's conveyed, it's no longer side. The Pasuk that is conveying this soy, the Dvarm Hayoitzim Elev Nechnasim Elev, is this Pasuk. The Rabbani Shalom asks, why do I love you? And the answer is, I do. And that word, those are words that should not be read as black ink on white parchment. Those are words that have to be read as carving out from the luchas of the heart. Making space within our heart to experience a side which is called our own Nesham. This is the great side that all of in Befrat, Befrat, Teres Echassidus is coming to explain, but Befrat, Sheh Befrat, Teres Rabbeinu. Tolin of Espoitadus is what? Is to have a conversation with Rabbeinu Shem, to talk to him, and everyone knows, that it's, everyone knows that it's not about the words that you say. It's about the, the side of your life and the side of your relationship with the very Oilam that becomes manifest, that becomes apparent through the words. So the whole inning of this is Bechina. So we started with the question, why is it, or what, what could we glean from the fact that Rav Nassim's yard site is in Sarvatevis? What happened in Sarvatevis? We know that of all the fast days, everyone knows that Vujraham writes well known, that of all the fast days are revolving on Churbe Samigdash, the most chamer in a certain sense is Sarvatevis. It means that even though in Chitzonius, Tishabav is the most chamer, but in Pnimius, Sarvatevis is the most chamer. That's why Shabbos, which is the day of Pnimius, is sensitive to Sarvatevis. So what is it about what happened on Asar B'tavis? Huvka here. The city of Yushalayim was, was laid siege. Nothing coming in, nothing going out. 
In the Kisim Maral, in the writings of the Maral, we find this Kisader very often. The Maral explains that Yerushalayim is the lave. Yerushalayim is the heart. Yerushalayim is the heart of Eretz Yisrael. Chazal in the Medrash, Yerushalayim is in the middle of, the, of Eretz Yisrael, like the heart is in the middle of the body. On a deeper level, Yerushalayim means the lave of Kla Yisrael. The siege of Yerushalayim means that the varim that are in the lave cannot exit the lave. The varim that come out of the heart cannot enter your heart. Your heart. It's the opposite of the Yichud of Yosef and Yehuda. Now we know that when Mashiach comes, the four fast days that right now are experiencing the opposite of Gula, Yehavchul, they'll be turned over to days of Sas and Vesimch, which means that Asar Vitevis in its form right now is a day that is the embodiment of everything that's not Yosef and Yudah being together. That's the opposite of Gilu's side. Over either you have something that's obvious and superficial and Chitzainius, that's Yosef by himself, or something that's so deep and so beyond that you're not even aware of its existence, that's called Yehudah. And the heart doesn't speak, the heart cannot talk, and the heart cannot hear. The heart is closed off. Malche Bovel have laid siege to the heart. But that same day, which during the times of Golis, is a day where is the opposite of which is the opposite of Tarsav al which is the opposite of Taras Rabbeinu. It's the opposite of the very essence of Rabnasan. When Mashiach comes that day, is going to be in a topic to exact opposite. The one day of the year which is going to be the day which is the embodiment of where the heart of the world will be open and be able to communicate. Things will go in and things will go out. will be Asar And so the Tzadikim Pnimiyim, the Tzadikim, the Tzadikim of the Yechidi HaDoyris that are Mokushar to the Zman of Gula, that are bringing to the world the light of the Valshemtiv, which is the light of Mashiach, the light of Gula. So preemptively, they already are turning the day over into what it's going to be. Davka Rav Nassim, who through him we have Taras Rabbeinu, which is all about Bechina, Bechina, to be Saiv of to be around the Nakuda, but it's Gilui Saiv, to convey to the whole world the greatest secret of all, which is how beloved you are, how precious you are, how mysterious you are. It's Davka in the day of a Servitavis. So, no, a schus that we have, that you, I can't, not me, but a schus that you guys have to be Makashi yourself. To Rav Nassim, to Rav Nachman, to Tzadike, Dairis, to the Tarsa Baal Shemtev, to Afotas Mayanis, to be able to look at each other and to, to be able to communicate inside, to be able to begin to, learn, to speak a different type of language, a language of, of Saidius, a language of Pnimius, a language that's not just superficial, relationships that are not so superficial. That itself is Afotas Mayanis, that's Arish and Mashiach Mamish. There's no greater schluss than that. Only a few neshamas the Rabbani Shalom picked in the universe to have the schluss to be in our generation, to be able to smell the light, the smell of Mashiach from around the corner, to be able to begin to talk about Gula in such an open way. Some people schluss. So, you know, as the Rabbani mentioned before, it's a minute to say mice, and I'll tell you mice too. Mice goes that there was, um, there was a chassid from the Rebbe Shabbat Lubavitch. So his name was um, Yosef Yuzel Horowitz, I think his name was. So, he was once by a Shabbos with the Rashab, and he asked the Rashab by Yechidis, he said, Rebbe, what's a chasid? It's a chasid. So the Rebbe Rashab stopped for a second, and he said to him, a chasid is a lamplighter. It's a lamplighter. So nowadays it's not so Negea, but in those days you would have, at night, you would have lamp posts, and there would be a kerosene lamp on top of the big post, and you have a guy, his job was to go with a flame, to go from lamp to lamp to light them. That's a chassid. And every year there's that lamppost with a kerosene oil and needs to be lit up, and a chassid goes, lights, that, lights those fires. 
So Rabbi Yosef Yuzel says to the Rebbe Rashab, he says, Rebbe, but what if the lamppost is in the middle of a desert? So the Rashab says, then you go to the desert to light it. And he says, Rebbe, what if the lamppost is in the middle of the ocean? So he says, then you take off your clothes and you start swimming the ocean and you light it. And then he begins to cry. And he says, Rebbe, but what if I don't see other Yidin as lampposts? So the Rashab said, if you don't see other Yidin as lampposts, it means that you don't see yourself as a lamppost either. And chassid means to see yourself as a lamppost and mamela to see every other Yidin as a lamppost. And then to go, and to not to say words, not to teach Tyra, not to, not words black ink on white parchment. It's, let, that's good. It's needed. It's not a chassid. Chassid is one that just takes a fire that exists from sheishis mebreishis to the light of the seven days of creation and just goes and lights lampposts on fire. That's a chassid. Our collective feel for all of us that we should be to become chassidim, to continue to become chassidim, to grow as chassidim, as tzaddikim, to kasha ourselves as tzaddikim, and we should be all together to be able to have the schus to tell our grandkids what Golis was like, we should tell them what it was like not to have karbonas, not to have neviim, not to have rucha kaidesh. We should be to experience that day where I invite Yerba Shavashan with CMBS called Sadiq Mirva Meno Amen.